0: And I want to know what the Vatican's response was. Because <laughs> they clearly put out an official statement. <laughs> uh, Vatican asks Instagram how it was possible the Pope's account likes a photo of the Brazilian model. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was...
0: <laughs> their response was like, how did this happen, Instagram? So, uh, you probably pressed the button. So like,
1: you probably pressed the button, <laughs> don't pin yeah. this on us. <laughs>
0: The model replied, at least I'm going to heaven.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Turn order. Let's talk about a fix and figure out who's going where. Okay. So, Grace, what have you got for us today?
3: Uh, mine's fluffy and funny.
0: Okay. What are you feeling?
3: Ooh. Maybe end or middle?
0: Okay. Nick, what are you feeling?
1: stone dead
0: last you want to be stone dead last yes okay i'll go first in that case shrocks and grace you can <laughs> yep Long
2: i knew word. it was the shrocks, shrocks. <laughs> yeah
0: i can't ag- i can't agree more let's end on shrocks and i'll open with history
1: all right
0: nick have you seen that video of the one australian guy getting arrested
1: i mean it that doesn't narrow it down i'm sure there's loads of okay if if i say this
0: phrase will you will okay i'm gonna quote from him and if you you'll probably remember it if you have seen it this is democracy manifest
1: i feel like i should know where that's from but i don't
0: it's a man in australia (laughs) getting arrested outside a chinese
3: it's one of those things that james would have sent to you at some point
0: oh for sure (laughs) yeah I mean, let me send it to you, Nick. I just wanna
2: get this out there. Because <laughs> I don't, okay. I, was... I don't
3: think. I think James, you do suffer with. Oh, I've seen it so often. Everyone else must have. I'm like, no, your algorithm just knows you too <laughs> well. It... <It's> <laughs> everyone else has a different though. algorithm, bro. <laughs>
0: That's true. Well, I've sent it to you. Uh, I think it was Jack from uni that showed it to me first, actually. But I believe this is Matt Berry's dad.
1: Okay, let's have a look at this guy. <laughs>
3: to me, it's just another disgraced Tory MP.
0: <laughs> I wish Tory MPs would do a speech like that whenever they're it off. The,
1: just the, the intonation is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently,
0: the, an interview has surfaced of him explaining this. Now that he's done his time in prison. okay, He was trying to plead insanity. That was his entire goal wow, of this. <laughs> Just okay. sound as mental as possible. So that he might get a reduced sentence.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, it's ingenious. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I don't think it worked. Because it's many years later. Um, <laughs> tax fraud was what he's being arrested for. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's not even like a political crime or being wrongfully imprisoned or anything. No, it, it just, did, just did fraud.
1: It just didn't want to go to prison for tax fraud. Yeah, which <laughs>
0: honestly sucks to be you. Maybe you shouldn't have done what most people agree is a crime.
1: Did Matt Berry watch the video of this guy and think to himself, "That's yes. my career."
0: Yeah, I I could do this all day yeah. on a script <laughs> <laughs> and become famous and do. Quite good in What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Among many other things.
1: <laughs> Literally all the videos on YouTube of What We Do in the Shadows is just... It just seems to be just Matt Berry mispronouncing things.
0: Oh, he's so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, will g- I
0: will get through What We Do in the Shadows over our hiatus, and we can talk about it properly.
1: Yeah.
3: New York City. <laughs> <laughs> No, Uh, fuck off. You cannot tempt me with your sex potions. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we all talk in
1: Tucson, Arizona.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Call me Jackie Toya.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'm so far behind. I'll get on that. Uh, Um, Okay, what are we doing?
1: I've been asking myself that question for 30 years now.
0: Oh, I know, right.
1: (laughs) I like that mental image of Nick as a
3: child... Pondering like the thinker in his crib. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sat on the
2: What thing. am I?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ruminating, mother. I'll take Bitty yeah. later.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, <laughs> Grace, do you want to tell Nick about your dream?
1: <laughs> Which one?
0: The one that I said would go right to Nick's head, if you told him.
1: Is, is this like the... <laughs> So, hang on a second. Is it a dream as in something which happens between your ears during the night? Or like the Martin <laughs> Luther King variant?
0: This is not a Martin Luther King dream. Right. This, is, this is something that came into Grace's imagination after watching Doctor Who.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I watched Doctor Who and I thought, and like, I was just going to bed. And I imagined you essentially with this shed, always having like a rolly cigarette in your mouth with like a flat cap on. And instead of the Doctor, you were Mr. Where? (laughs) Instead of Doctor Who. And people called David Tennant, like, the Doctor, but you were known as the Layman.
1: The Layman. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Basically, you could do everything Doctor Who did, but on a budget like Heath Robinson. (laughs) And instead of, like, having a companion, you just had this doddy little apprentice (laughs) following you around the place. And you're like, alright, oh, look, son, look, it's not gonna work like that. So he's going around, flip it, trying to turn this thing down with all these gizmos and buttons. Look, look, the power cords are right there, and you just take the plug out and it goes down, and Doctor Who's like, yes, I've done it, we stopped it, and the evil band's going, no. And you're just going, see, I don't know what all the fuss is about, you know. <laughs> it's that simple, It was that bloody simple. Yeah. <laughs> don't need a doctor to figure that out you know
1: <laughs> yeah, folks, the layman in his time traveling shed
3: yeah, yeah. like like the console was taking too much space up in the middle because like that's why he needed to park the car so he put <laughs> it at the back he's just really practical and he's got this hedgehog with a candle on its back so it could see and find slugs that would sometimes get him <laughs> I'm sorry, and then what like, the
2: fuck? <laughs> and then when
3: while you're waiting for it to power up and shit, because you can somehow run it on water, you don't need to run it on to- <laughs> cosmic energy and shit with all these pistons and whatnot. Like you it's both just sit so- on deck chairs with like a pint between you, just going, or a cup of tea or something, just going, oh yeah, we'll be there in fifteen. <laughs> you get a paper, I like, like, <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you had, like, a titty mag on the wall somehow. It was proper words and I woke up going, I'd actually watch that.
0: <laughs> Russell, Stephen, I know you listen. No, uh, don't
3: <laughs> listen, you'd make it shit.
1: Oh, for God's sake.
0: I don't know. I think...
3: <laughs> Mr. Ware, The layman.
0: They'd ruin it by, ca- by casting, like, a handsome British man with cheekbones, when you actually... What you really want... Is Matt Berry or Jack Black? No,
1: no. You, I, I, just you want don't. A, I
3: just want a tall, bald Northerner. You want,
1: <laughs> you want Martin Freeman, or you want the guy who played Arthur Weasley, <laughs> yes. whose, whose name escapes
0: me? Or, now. or Christopher Eccleston.
2: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Every time The Apprentice does something stupid, oh hey, lad, what's all this about, then? <laughs> now, now,
1: then.
0: <laughs> you don't think it, there wasn't that much techno babble in Christopher Eccleston's era.
1: No, there wasn't. He no, just is... kind of
0: fixed things.
1: <laughs> yeah, shit just works.
0: <laughs> Grace, oh, i think... love
3: that. i love <laughs> that. Like, he just comes in with a with a like, a like fucking wrench. He's like, oh, what are you going to fix? And you just hit it on the side and it starts working. Ah, oh, that'll do.
2: <laughs> Grace, <laughs> I think you, you just...
0: You've peered into the universe where Christopher Eccleston got several seasons into Doctor Who. <laughs> and I'm envious, because I would quite like to see how that went. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Wen.
1: Like... Well, There's all this fucking shit. Time Vortex. I can accomplish the same thing with a list of two. Put D it with series. water. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. He listed list a D-series and an alternator off a of Volkswagen Bora. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> I knew it was a mistake to mention this. <laughs> it's, okay, it's right. We we should probably get closer to David Tennant's other major project this year.
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that should have been on the next on the chill episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not, should have done.
3: Not the Good Omens episode. That's but true. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm curious now. Has David Tennant done anything else this year? Because he's I don't done. Know. He's done two big things. Mm. I don't know if anything else has happened for him this year.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, let's have a quick Google.
1: He must have done I other mean, things.
3: I mean, does he really he need has. anything else? You know what I mean?
0: He, oh, was he, in, he was in Ahsoka. The Star Wars thing.
1: Okay. Oh, fuck. Alright.
0: Yeah. And Clone High. Clone. As himself.
1: Clone High.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I told you, it's the female fantasy <laughs> for everyone to get
3: a David Tennant. <laughs> and that he's... way we don't fight over him.
0: <laughs> he's been cast in something called Rivals. And okay. he's he's playing a character called Lord Tony Baddingham.
1: Oh, wow. Well, well, I
0: suspect he might be the villain.
1: <laughs> hmm. He's a member of the landed yes. gentry. Of course he's evil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, the synopsis is set in a fictional... Set in the fictional English country, county of Ruttshire, Rupert Campbell Black and Lord Tony Baddingham have a rivalry that seeps into the world of Carinium Television Station.
3: Okay, I mean it's not like the go. first time he's played a. Um, yeah, he uh, was the villain.
0: he was the villain in Postman Pat.
3: That's it, he was. And. Um, he was trying to make he trying to replace Postman Pat's job with a robot. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Jessica
0: Jones.
1: And was he? Um,
0: yeah, he was the bad guy in that.
1: He was also Barty was Crouch Jr. in yeah. one of the Harry Potters, which I can't remember yeah.
3: which. Oh yeah, but that's got nothing on you know, Postman Pat's so <laughs> Well, no, yeah, no, of course it hasn't.
0: I mean, being part of the Postman Pat cinematic universe is like, it's an important role.
3: I mean, when he shot Jess the cat, I thought the whole (laughs) cinema was going to kill him.
0: He did what?
3: Yeah, Jess went to the vets and like just passed away, and so uh, Postman Pat had to like, was like, right, gloves are off.
0: Hang hang on a second. It's it's John Wick. John Wick. That's the plot of John maybe, Wick.
1: Maybe maybe I'm getting the two confused. I can, uh, I, I can see why that might happen, yeah. They they're are, very similar they're, franchises. Very similar. You know, Keanu Reeves going round in a bright red van.
0: Oh, I'd fucking watch that. <laughs> oh, okay. We should probably get off David Tennant's career a little bit and talk about just good omens.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, this is the banter section. We can do what we want.
1: The section for designated banter.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, the
3: banter has ended. Let's get into the thing that no. we're running out of time.
0: Are we? It's,
3: it's half past uh, 19.
0: Oh, that's fine.
1: It's half past 19.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's because, uh, um, look, I'll raise on analog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I understand.
3: I look at the 9 and I go, that should be 9 o'clock, but it's a lie.
0: <laughs> no, I struggle with 24-hour clocks sometimes.
3: It means 7.
0: Okay. I. <laughs> <It's>
3: 7.30. <laughs> it took me a bit, I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. I don't think I have any more Good Omens-related stories to hand. No, I,
1: I honestly don't.
0: We did a lot of those last time.
1: I don't particularly mind whether this uh, makes it in or not. Okay. Actually, no, I did tell you, didn't I?
0: It's going to be a plain story, isn't it?
1: It isn't. It's like, literally, oh. after 11 weeks in a hospital bed, my, uh, oh, yeah. my grandma got up and went to the loo. Well, hey. By herself hey. today, with the aid of a Zimmer frame, but still, it's progress.
0: This episode goes out to Nick's nan. Mm. Well done. Good honour. her. Uh, I mean, last time we dedicated it to a friend of ours who just given birth, so it's, it's all good. You can yeah. put this one in, too.
3: I get the feeling that they don't appreciate the dedication.
0: Oh, it's, I don't think I told them. <laughs> that might be why. Probably,
3: probably for the best. Because I, th- I think if uh, Nix and Anne started listening to this, she may end up back in <laughs> hospital.
0: <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> I'd feel very guilty. Um, What I haven't mentioned on the show, and because we keep doing car talk, I suppose it's relevant. I found a new exciting alarm on my car this week. Oh
3: yeah, burglar alarm. No,
0: it's like a warning sound. Okay. New exciting warning. If I turn it on and it's less than five degrees outside, it'll panic and say it's cold out, mate. It'll sort of go bing
3: bing. Ah. What a bitch ass car. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the. That's it's a the...
3: bit chilly, Willy. Out. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: As if I hadn't noticed that getting from my house to my car. In it. <laughs> like, I know it's cold.
1: Do you know how I know that it's below 5 degrees when I get in my car?
0: Uh, you felt the cold on the way in.
1: No, the oxi- still see your breath on the inside. No, the auxiliary yeah. belt squeals like fuck. <laughs> until the <laughs> I see. is warm.
0: Okay, well...
3: what mine does.
1: <laughs> I haven't noticed
2: that yet, but, thankfully. Oh no, but, yours, um, yours
1: won't do it because yours is relatively new and isn't... uh Oh, true. Yeah, it isn't an old banger, which is worth about three pound fifty, being held together with like tin cans and bent wire.
0: <laughs> and may it stay that way.
2: Mm.
1: Well, it'll have to. <laughs> I, I hope it does. I have no money to replace it.
0: <laughs> oh, f- oh, I meant mine. If <laughs> may it not become a old banger.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But
3: everything becomes an old banger in time. Yeah.
0: I just hope it's not held together by cans.
1: Look after it, and it will look after you.
0: I've done my best. Oh god, maybe I shouldn't. So, I was at Grace's house earlier, and as I left... I've been feeling a bit under the weather, so I'm gonna use that as a defence. So, Grace lives on, like, a small road, and then you turn, and there's a slightly longer road. Yes. And it wasn't until I got to the end of that road, I realised what was wrong with my driving, and then I put my glasses on.
2: Oh, shit! (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
3: <laughs> fucking driving blind.
0: I got I got I got to that second road to that second stop and I was like it's a bit fuzzy isn't it wow visibility's really poor and then it hit me oh
2: it's
3: not the it's not the fence. i'm just not looking at the road in high definition i've <laughs> yeah. got my glasses that's on that's
0: exactly it i was watching the road in it had gone down to ps2 quality so it's not like I can't drive without my glasses. Yeah, it's just highly not recommended.
3: God's sake! So you're just looking around, going, "Wow, Grace lives in a shit I haven't seen like <laughs> graphics <laughs> like this since since Harry Potter on PlayStation Two, like haggard yeah. over here with like three pixels between them, oh, fucking...
0: And then I realised, and I put my glasses on, and everything cleared up.
3: To be fair. Yeah, it made it to PlayStation Three. Uh, hey, okay, no, my eyesight is
0: better than PS3. That is.
3: I was talking
1: about my neighbour. Oh right, yeah, your neighbour has <laughs>
0: PS3, for sure.
1: To be fair,
0: if anyone played the video game Folklore, pretty much where Grace lives,
1: yeah, it's spooky wh- village, yeah, fair. ghosts. When you are driving through your neck of the woods, uh, all of a sudden the uh, the world will look fuzzier, the textures go all blocky. Uh, Sean Bean from Goldeneye sort of like comes out of <laughs> the bushes. I wish he wouldn't. (laughs) Lurches towards you. The
3: universe seems to blur and you look into an eyeless socket that holds no love for you. Yes, I've heard it all before. I know about the tentacles, I know about the rituals, I know about the scarecrow festival. I know that my place is fucked, alright? I know that there's (laughs) an eldritch horror just seeping the sanity from all of us. But you know what? It's you, Grace. Somewhere. (laughs) Huh?
0: You're the tentacled horror that seeps sanity from me.
3: I mean, without the tentacles.
0: Yeah. I don't know, you've got long hair.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: And on that same route <laughs> back, uh there's a sign that says sewage orc. <laughs> <laughs> and that I keep r- trying to remind myself to write that down and put it in my D and D campaign. Yeah,
1: sewage orc. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: Mm. The sewage orc. <laughs> What's a sewage orc?
3: Yeah. I think I've What makes it an orc?
0: Uh any...
3: Does it stand sort of for something? Big
1: teeth, rotting skin.
0: So the sign is meant to say sewage works, but the... S- oh. The W and the oh. S have fallen off.
3: Oh, for fuck's sake. So it just says
0: sewage orc. <laughs> fuck's
1: sake. Uh. Looks like shit's back on the menus, boys.
0: <laughs> okay. That's a rakai. That's a very different thing.
1: Yeah, but, you know...
0: So, talking of eldritch horrors and cryptids, good omens.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: our favourite pair of cryptids. I,
0: I stand by, wh- what was that phrase? It was like your local gay cryptids or something?
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well...
0: it I really like that term for them. And I hope that catches on. <laughs> I have been reading. What I can... Up- Every time I say it, I feel like I'm being farty and everything but this is a piece of history that i have found here
1: okay okay
0: i've been reading a fic called is this allowed by at the border do you guys have this
1: yeah yep got it open
0: cool so this fic it is beelzebub gabriel and aziraphale crowley you'll notice this was published on june 15th 2019 oh shit okay which is okay 16 days after good omens aired by my reckoning unless other people have deleted them beforehand this seems to be the first Beelzebub slash Gabriel fic that focuses on them. There is one that is slightly older, but it they're not the main focus. So I'm not counting that. Whereas this is like pure Beelzebub Gabriel. All
3: oh, right. Oh, fuck.
0: The other slightly older one.
3: The the, ca- the actual canon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this has since become canon, for those not familiar with Good Omens. Like, this is... This is... Su- th- when this was written, this was just a goofy idea. Uh, The older one... Is called Under the Table by Anne the Cat Detective.
1: What a name! Mm-hmm.
0: It is. It is also linked in our Discord. Yeah, it it's older, but it's it doesn't really focus on them. It's mostly um, Aziraphale and Crowley. Yeah, but yeah, impressive. Sorry, I'm just looking at the. Mm. Yeah, I was just looking at the comments on the Anne the Cat Detective one, and yeah, other people have commented that this is first, but it's not. Yeah, it's not the big one. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into this because not only is it the first, it's also really good. Right, okay. So, tags include phone sex, first time, inappropriate workplace behaviour, uh, stupid disguises. This is less an AC fic, as it is a thesis on my crack OTP. This was a crack OTP when this was
1: written. I know, like... Oh my I, god. I, I do wonder that if um if Neil Gaiman did read the fanfic and was just like... Hmm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I ship it now? <laughs> yeah, kind of ship I it. I mean, Let's possibly. Yeah.
0: Um, I feel like they kind of had chemistry in the, se- in the first season hmm. for the brief time they spent together. Like, I could see, like, something going on in the background there. That might have just been the actors having good chemistry, but who knows.
2: Hmm.
0: But anyway, our story begins with a telephone call and some spicy phone sex. Now, as much as I'm heaping praise on this author, this is some of the grossest phone sex I've ever read. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I-, I was just skimming. I, right. I don't want to yuck lot.
0: anyone's yum. If this is what you're into, go ham. I don't think it is.
1: Go so, John Ham. You brought another
3: scat It's not so quite. <laughs> not quite? Let me just read
0: some lines. Okay. And I'll lick you over, then I'll suck on your fingers till I get all wrinkly and pruney and I'll rub my grime and filth everywhere. You'll be covered in it.
3: Oh, you don't have to do the voice with it, James. You don't yes, have... I do. No, you I... don't.
0: No, I'm not half-assing this.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, boy. keep talking like that. Literally, dirty, so much dirt. Ugh. Beezy, you'll taste so disgusting. Beezy. I'll taste so bad, Gabe. You'll vomit once you get too close, just from the smell. Then I'll take the vomit and rub it all over myself like perfume, and then even you won't be able to resist me—not for a second. You get the idea.
1: <laughs> Christ. Yeah, alive. it's
0: it's something. <laughs>
1: it's less adorable than the canon pairing, but absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but again, I feel like this is on purpose, and it's kind of.
1: I believe,
3: I believe that this is what the the canon pairing does when the doors are oh, open. Oh God! <laughs> Possibly. I can believe that Gabriel is just like he as wants hygienic that as he is. He just he yeah. He's just he's just into film. Uh
0: One of the line I have to highlight here. So they're talking about it and they're like, "Oh, here's what I'm gonna do to you. Oh, it's gonna be so dirty," and she's like, "Well, why don't you? I can't take it any longer." Come down here right now. I can't stand you being a few floors above me this whole time. I can practically feel your weight on top of me, you big lump of soap. Scrub me raw. (laughs) And it's at this point Gabriel brings up the awkward point. We can't. We know we can't. We'd probably disintegrate. It'd be like holy water for you. Probably worse than holy water. Like if we bang, it's going to explode. At this point Gabriel's like, eh? We don't know that. We can't prove it. And they, they start bantering about, and that's when Balesville goes, well, you know, I could probably prove it's already happened. They're going to see... There's... Yeah, there's an angel and a demon who've... They've probably shagged, right? And Gabriel's like, no, don't be daft, they've not shagged. And then they, they put a bet on it, um, on if if they've shagged and who hasn't shagged. So...
3: Phone sex interrupted for a friend of yeah. Um
0: <laughs> If... <laughs> if gabriel's right and they've not shacked uh beelzebub has to waive the paperwork for travel between heaven and hell okay uh because apparently you have to sign these documents in triplicate in triplicate for travel between heaven and hell it takes them hours to get through there because hell's bureaucracy is terrible
1: i mean it is hell
0: it is hell yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very that fits perfectly
1: hell. Hell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: and uh yeah so the bet is on and there's only one for way way for them to prove it of course Surveillance.
1: They're going to scope out the local gay cryptids.
0: They're scoping out the local gay cryptids. Yeah. yeah. We cut to the park where they always meet up, Saint James's Park. Crowley's the first one to notice he's being followed by a dark figure. Uh, he meets a Aziraphale, takes him from the bench. They walk away like we're being watched. summing's up. Mm. And yeah, Aziraphale hasn't quite noticed, but eventually, yeah, they realise. Beelzebub is watching them, and that's weird because she—and she is a she in this—I should mention—they uh, mentioned the tags, yep. uh, mm-hmm. female Beelzebub. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Crowley would recognise that greasy mop anywhere. Uh, she normally hates Earth because it makes her hay fever act up. So it's weird that she's out here.
1: A hundred percent can sympathise.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, they start to worry, but yeah, this carries on. They agree to just meet up later instead. Xerophil goes home, manages his bookshop, talks to Crowley for a bit. It's all fine and dandy. Then he notices someone at the window watching them as well. Oh. Looks over just in time. That person just vanishes very quickly. But um Xerophil's like, I could swear. So it was Gabriel, but he was wearing a fake mustache. Ha <laughs> ha. Seems Which on brand. That's so on brand. I would love to... If, I wish Neil Gaiman had seen this first, just to have <laughs> just have John Howard wearing a huge fake moustache <laughs> whenever he tries to blend in. I think that would have been fantastic. Um, yeah, next scene. Uh, they decide just to go for dinner, just carrying on with their plans. Uh, we're now focused on Gabriel and Beelzebub, who are also... They've also booked a table at the same restaurant as Irifel and Crowley are at. Hmm. Uh, Gabriel's got an enormous fake moustache, it turns out. <laughs> Beelzebub's wearing some ugly cat-eye sunglasses, I'm not quite sure. I'm assuming, like, fake goofy sunglasses to kind of hide. That's my mental image, anyway.
3: Oh. I think cat-eye sunglasses are, like, the the pointy ones.
2: Oh, right.
3: Like, they're, they're shades, but they, um, have, like, these wings on oh, them. Oh, I
0: think I know the kind you mean. Yeah, that seems a good disguise, so... I guess we're learning Beelzebub is slightly better at this than Gabriel, who has just gone for giant fake (laughs) (laughs) moustache. Okay, that kind of works. But yeah, they're just observing Crowley. They're they're watching. Uh, They notice they they do occasionally touch each other, but they've not seen them have sex yet. And this is when Gabriel drops fat. You know, the thing about humans, and these two are basically humans at this point, they're not just going to have sex in public (laughs) <laughs> Turns out that's just not what humans do. <laughs> they don't do it here. They're in the
3: restaurant waiting for them to bang. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly... They've been
0: following them all day just expecting them just to bang either in the park or in the bookshop, but no. This one, Gabriel's like, no, here's the thing. They have this concept called privacy and, uh, yeah. They're gonna do it in when they're alone in a room together. Honestly,
1: and that's <laughs> pretty on brand for Gabriel as well. Yeah.
0: And was just like, uh, oh, shit, okay <laughs> also that I'm skipping over a lot of this the dialogue is adorable between the two of them, like there there's flirting chemistry that's here. them
3: over there sitting together, Christ, they look
0: ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's the next scene, um, but yeah, they agree they're gonna they start making more dirty talk about each other. So this line I can only read in John Hamm's voice as well. Um, okay. He asks what Beelzebub wants. She's like, I want to kill every human in this horrid restaurant with a putrid toxic gas and I want you to fuck me hard on top of their bodies. He goes, you disgust me, but let your freak flag fly, babe. <laughs> hey, get it? Fly?
1: Uh? <laughs> like, that That's so Gabriel. It is. Yeah. <laughs> God.
0: Crowley and Aziraphale know they're being watched. Of course they do. These two aren't being subtle. Uh, (laughs) The mustache, yeah, very much (laughs) a focal point. But they don't know what they want, so they just carry on their meal, pretend everything's okay, just to find out more information. More time passes. Crowley's at home, alone, misting his plants. He gets a phone call. He gets a phone call from Dagon.
1: Okay.
0: And he explains to him, look. Well, first of all, you just go, Crowley, can you just get on with it? If this goes on for any longer, we're doomed. She's letting the paperwork pile up, not reassigning the interns. The corridors are flooding every other day because the plumber beasts have been getting there over time. It's a disaster. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realised, hell is exactly where Grace works.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean,
2: <sighs>
1: yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. It is...
3: never mind reassigning the interns they barely survived that's
0: not <laughs> exactly
1: grace works in hell
0: yeah
3: well yeah
0: but anyway beelzebub it turns out beelzebub is, is obsessed with the question and crowley's like oh, what question well you know can, can we do it with them and crowley's thinking oh <laughs> this is about what they talked about at the end of season one are they Planning to team up Heaven and Hell together against the humans—it's too soon. I've not watched all my TV yet, and yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, you know, do it. Sex, the fucking and all. And...
1: <laughs> the sex. <laughs> can I just? Can I just read this?
0: The next one. Yeah, go yeah. for it.
1: I I love this line. Ever since I skim read it. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't get her proof soon, that she won't explode into demonic confetti if she lets Gabriel wiggle her woggle. Mm-hmm. She's going to burn up with loss so bad she'll go catatonic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Dagon will have to do her job. It'll be a disaster. So, to quote the fic, just let the buggers see you going at it with that frilly friend of yours, please, for <laughs> hell's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, nice. Meanwhile,
3: for the sake of hell. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, Aziraphale is having a very similar conversation with Michael, mm. who has just shown up to the bookshop. Mm. Essentially, the same thing's going on. Um, listen, I'm going to be straightforward with you. Ever since Gabriel had his, had his extended encounter with Lord Beelzebub in Tadfield, full courtesy of your regrettable scheme, he's had a bit of a fixation. what's uh, like, what? Yes, with the Lord of Hell. He's become wildly distracted by the possibility of, how should I say earthly fulfillment.
1: Earthly fulfillment, that's a fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, with the lord of hell, it's I know. A heavenly thing. We've got
0: heaven's best psychoanalysts on it, but in the meantime, we need to get this resolved. This is a lot like season 2. Yeah. <laughs> like with Gabriel just giving up and being bored of his duties. That fits so well. It does. And yeah. But eventually, yeah, she comes look. We both know you and Crowley have been shagging. Like, just show them that they can do it. Let them get it out of their system.
3: Does she actually say shagging?
0: Uh, no, she says... Um, well, he's wasting his time down here, practically stalking you and your friend because he needs an answer to his question. Therefore, you simply need to provide one. And Aziraphale's shocked, he goes... Are you implying that I must engage in sinful actions with a demon solely in order to avert some kind of bureaucratic crisis? <laughs> uh, <and> Aziraphale's <laughs> sweating at this point.
1: That, that's our Aziraphale right there.
0: And Michael just goes, Oh, don't give me that rubbish. There's no need to play coy. It's obvious that you and the demon Crowley have long since consummated your little partnership.
1: <laughs>
0: and this is when we find out they haven't.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. yeah.
0: This is worded beautifully. Aziraphale had actually been present at the symposium in Athens where the concept of irony had been first thought about by humans. But even he was not prepared for the irony of this situation. That, yeah, he hasn't done it. Not with Crowley, not in the way she suggested. Of course, he's wanted to. He's spent 6,000 years considering it so bad and then not thinking about it, trying to get it out of his head and then distracting himself by thinking about doing it with humans instead. But at the end of the day, he's also scared of doing it with a demon, because what if he explodes?
1: Oh.
3: Oh, why? Right. Oh, fuck.
0: And you know what? Valid concern. Because that's what Gabriel's concerned about, too. It's entirely possible if an angel and a demon bang, they just blow you know, like holy water being poured on a demon.
3: Yeah. What oh, holy juice? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's possible they just blow up. And it's not worth the risk. At least, that's Aziraphale's calculation. (laughs) So, yeah. Everyone's assumed they have, but at the end, they don't know. (laughs) Because he's been scared to do it.
1: And now they've got to bang for the sake of heaven and hell.
0: Yeah. More or less. Until Crowley comes up with an idea. Because all they need to do to get them off their backs is to give them an answer to their question. And Zerifa's like, oh, but we don't know the answer. Ah, that doesn't matter. We just need to make them think we do.
2: I've got a plan.
0: <laughs> find a suitable location, private room, windows looking out into a yard or a garden, where they can ineffectively sort of hide. And then we perform a little bit of theatre for our captive audience, if you get my drift.
1: Do they know how to?
0: You'll find out.
1: <laughs> I see.
0: And yeah, Christ. Ah, foolproof. Clever. Okay, we're going to a tea room,
1: first of all. Mrs.
3: <laughs> Mrs. Filigree's <laughs> Rose and Garden. Mrs. Filigree's tea room. Rose
0: Garden and Tea Room would do nicely for this event. God. Turns out the back room completely free that day. Bit of a miracle that, that was.
2: Yeah.
0: Um they settle down with their tea, they've got the big sofa. They sit there enjoying themselves waiting. Sure enough, bit of rustling in the bushes. They see Gabriel this time wearing, like, a... uh, What was the word they use? Very stupid a very hat. stupid hat. <laughs> I both love and hate that we never get a description of this hat. Yep. Beyond that it is very stupid. <laughs> it lets the imagination wander. And, yeah.
3: One goes to those uh, 10-gallon hats that are made a
0: secret. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Thinking about the coat he wore in Season 2... Like
2: yeah, yeah,
0: something that would match that coat almost certainly is what's on his head right now. But yeah, they're just watching, and um, Crowley theatrically throws Aziraphale onto the couch. Um, they start watching, and, <laughs> and it fucking works as well. Like uh, I was like yes, yes, there they go. Wow, told you, Gabe, they do it all the time. You hear that, oh yeah, I f- <laughs> what is that demon doing with his legs? Oh, who cares? Can't you see they're not in any danger? I can't take it any longer. There's your damn proof now, damn yourself, and fuck me now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're faking it the whole time they're f- they're hiding behind the sofa, just throwing their clothes into the air, um occasionally kicking legs up, um <laughs> shouting things out there. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're absolutely just winging this, um interestingly, yeah, it's a, they both know how to do it, and that is not really brought up and then the Hall thinks huh Crowley, Crowley's close right now, yeah, and naked and sweaty, and all of these things.
1: they're gonna bang as well, aren't they?
0: yeah, yeah, they are, um, but that's when they look over and they go, "Oh, hold on, it's worked that I can hear them, and then he looks over. They see the big hat being thrown into the air, and (laughs) and Aziraphale braces himself like, oh god, something's going to explode, and then, but nothing. No hellfire, no explosions, any of that. They're just banging. And, yeah.
1: Yes, said Aziraphale. Turns out they can. Listening to the joyous squelching being carried through the window by the autumn (laughs) breeze. (laughs) Oh my god,
3: (laughs) that is a hell
0: of a line. (laughs)
3: The word "squelching" is Squelching's so.
2: Squelching, such least. a powerful word. <laughs> but yeah,
0: they're having fun, and Israphel and Crowley notice this, and they go, "Huh, yeah. you know what, Angel? I've just had a wonderful idea." Oh. And then they bang. Hey! Well, no, hey. not just when they, not just then they bang. Crowley throws him onto the sofa a second time, but it's a lot more intimate and romantic this time. And uh, Israphel says, "Be a gentleman, why don't you, and kiss me first. And and then they do, Oh
3: good and night.
1: they smooch,
0: and we fade to black, and that's it.
1: Hey, hey. nice. <laughs> well
0: this fake was a delight. <laughs> um, there is a video in the notes at the end, uh, showing how Aziraphale and Crowley faked it. It's oh, quite oh. funny. It's from a classic film called
1: Singing in the uh, Rain.
0: It's yeah, Singing in the Rain, of course it was. I forgot. But yeah, there's just a scene of them like throwing the doll into the air behind the sofa and all this stuff. Yeah, would recommend.
1: <laughs> this was delightful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's really well written.
1: Yeah. It's the, um, the uh, ineffable bureaucracy before ineffable bureaucracy was a thing.
0: Exactly. This is one of the first. Hmm. So, I'd actually like to draw your attention to the comment section, which I don't always do, but I think it's interesting if you start on page one of the comments, it's stuff like, oh, that's so funny and sweet and adorable, and... Uh... Yeah, lots of... Oh, yeah, this is a cute couple. Uh, Sure, why not? And then if you go to page six, the most recent comments...
1: Crack OTP, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was more recently. So, crack OTP, eh? And then... Oh, there was one I really liked. Where is it? Yeah, once we get to 2023... How does it feel knowing your crack-ass pairing is actually canon and eerily similar to what you've written here? Is it hard being given the gift of prophecy? (laughs) Followed by, how does it feel to have your crack pairing be the only happy couple of the season?
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Brutal.
3: Stabbing words, but it's too late. They've already won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do what you must have already won. (laughs)
3: Ugh. the crack pairing wins <laughs> yeah
1: i i really like how um one of the comments ends with this fic was revolting i loved it
0: yeah <laughs> and i i think i agree with that sentiment
3: Yep. thanks i hate it
0: <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's great. i mean i i do love it it's only really that first phone sex scene that i really found disturbing <laughs> the rest of it's very wholesome and quite funny
1: yeah it is so it is
3: it i is quite, i do quite like it
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh I think that's all I have to say about this. So, At The Border, thank you very much. This was delightful. I hope you're still writing in the fandom. I haven't look, actually checked that yet. Uh, Oh, wow. They've got a Withnail and I fic, Nick.
1: Wow, really? Yeah. That's, that's very niche.
0: Yeah, Withnail and I a very niche British comedy. Yeah. From
1: 1986.
0: Oh, okay. Stars... Um,
1: Richard E. Grant and Paul McGann. Richard
0: E. Grant is the guy I was yeah. forgetting. And, and Paul McGann.
1: A Richard Griffiths is in it as well, isn't
0: he? Yeah. But yeah, that's something for another time. That's yeah, uh, wow. Maybe one day we'll do that one. Hmm. But yeah, this was good. Thank you. Grace, you were firmly seconded.
3: I was. Okay. Bear in mind I have
1: not Wait, actually well, written. I didn't say the part.
0: line. So, Grace, what have you been reading?
1: Say the line, James. I did. (laughs) Just did. Uh,
3: right. So, this is Plant Heist by Sir underscore Bear. Ah. And I do believe that this was written before the second season of Good Omens.
0: Uh, yeah, it was. 2020.
3: Which is why... Probably
0: not written by a bear, though.
3: No. But who are we to judge?
0: It's very well written if it is. Yeah.
3: Now, I believe that this fic is probably what should have been going on afterwards, but you know, what (laughs) what do I
0: know about happy endings? Okay, (laughs) so what you're saying is, the fic we just covered is what Good Omen Season 2 was. You're reading what you wanted Good Omen Season 2 to be. Yeah. Okay, interesting.
3: Fluff, crack, crack, seriously, humour, Crowley's prance, plants even... Uh plant abduction booby traps, sharks, piranhas, spy movie tropes, okay, stamp a <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm some some good tags here <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like I do like the joke about the plants in good omens, so I thought all right this is this is for me so so it starts like this, it all started with a cactus. They are tough plants, adapted to survive even the harshest conditions on earth. A grumpy <laughs> demon wasn't enough to scare them. Oh shit. They listened to the hissed threats and stood tall, unshaken, unintimidated. The <laughs> other plants watched in awe. So it starts <laughs> off with them set like the, plant the plants setting s- up a union. Yeah,
0: the plants right. are unionizing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing.
3: That's that's certainly how it sounds at the beginning. And so Aziraphale comes to uh, Crowley's flat and he thinks, oh, you know, it's not unusual. He's probably a- still asleep. You know, it's a s- and he's, you know, he's a surprised visit, but um, he lets himself in with the key Crowley had given him for their anniversary because that's what oh. should have fucking happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's sort of sneaking in and he finds the bedroom empty And he's oh, maybe he's out gluing coins to, like, the fucking pavement (laughs) outside. Because, you know, he's still got it. He's still evil. (laughs) Nice. And um, then he hears, like, a hiss of anger coming from the plant room. And he goes, oh, all right. Um, He must be abusing the plants again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he appears in the room. And uh, Crowley is glowering at this delicate, trembling little succulent. (laughs) What's with this defiance? You think you'll be spared? Any floor is enough to get thrown out. You know that. All you do, and he glares all the plants. <laughs> like <laughs> anything less than perfection just isn't good enough. You'll never be
0: good enough. Oh no! I feel and like he's like, projecting here.
3: Yeah, he's he's proper projecting to these plants, right? Oh. And and Aziraphale's listening to this. He's going, "This is the sort of shit he says about himself when he's drunk." Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> And it's like you know this has got to stop, you know. Like I hate how he treats the plants. Now, now it's kind of clicked that he realizes he's projecting, and he's like, okay, mm. right, I'm gonna do something about this. Um, so, <laughs> so he comes in and he's he's chatting to Crowley, and Crowley's gonna lead him through, and he's. Um, oh no! Hang on, sorry. I've got that in the wrong order. Azurifer, I'll read this bit. Azurifer was just about to miracle himself to the flats door when he felt someone watching him. He turned to see a spiky cactus, a new addition <laughs> to the plants. It stood resolute, unlike the rest of the trembling plants. Normally trembling, he corrected himself, for the rest seemed different as well and more determined under its strong leadership. <laughs> <laughs> Aziraphal grinned and nodded at it. I think our goals are quite similar, and I'll help if I can. The cactus bows slightly in acknowledgement. <laughs> he just,
0: just does the I've... nod. <laughs> yep. yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. Azurable, like hides Legend. a fucking the, the succulent <laughs> in on his person, and like like will have to do for now. And he will he's gonna go rescue it. He's gonna take it back to the bookshop and just. Make sure it doesn't come into the wrath of his boyfriend. So, yeah. um, and like a lot, it sort of carries on like this. He's and like a few days later, he's um, he's asking kind of, well, "Aren't you nice to your plants?" And like he sort of dodging. That's such it an going, emo line. Yeah, I I know. That's
0: right out of a My Chemical Romance album.
3: It is, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Go on, read it out.
0: You know, my dear, you really ought to be nicer to your plants. Why do they deserve any kindness? Why do <laughs> I deserve any kindness?
3: No, no, I, the second bit's in italics. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the,
1: it's the dialogue. It's not a quote. It's the dialogue plus the proje- uh, projection. Oh, shit, you're yeah. yeah,
0: right. Well,
1: I don't care. <laughs> even so.
3: <laughs> and he's like, they're lovely, even when they aren't perfect. Hint, hint. <laughs> Either way, while Crowley's asleep, Aziraphale slips back into the flat, <laughs> right? And he's looking—he's looking for like the plants that are clearly ready for the chop, right? He—he <laughs> he, he sees a, a wilted fern, and he's like, right, it's a bit larger than the succulent. I'm gonna. Okay, I, if I Miracled it away, it could end up anywhere. I'm going to have to physically take it to a safe location. How convenient. But, um, yes. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a plot contrivance, isn't it?
3: <laughs> I think they've actually done It's too before. big
0: to Miracle. I'm just going to have to Scooby-Doo my way out of this no, apartment. No, no, It's
3: because it might end up somewhere random.
0: Oh. Is that a thing? Not
3: that it's too big. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure. I think it was. Oh, Okay. So, yeah, he manages to get the heavy fern down the flight of stairs. <laughs> and he, he's like, oh, how the fuck am I going to get this to the bookshop? And then he notices a nice, gleaming Bentley. <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> and, um, and he's like, I wonder, old girl, if you might be so willing to help me in a uh, mission of sorts. It's for Crowley's benefit. <laughs> and the Bentley's like, Go on.
0: The, <laughs> the what, sorry?
3: The Bentley.
0: Thank you. I can't remember it like, if I said it at the start, we, I, I said a challenge. Uh, if the Bentley comes up, we're saying it like that one Russian ASMR lady.
3: Yep. Oh yeah, we did say that. Good luck. The Bentley's response was curious. Not outright mistrust. So I was like, go on. And so Aziraphale is in the middle of the street talking to this Bentley. 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> and and so, yeah, he's ex- he explains why, and <laughs> as if that Bentley knew something he did not still her engine rumbled <laughs> to life in a way that seemed to say, "I'll protect them oh. to written, I've <laughs> so yeah, it like it drives them to the flat, and they drop off the plant one by one, more of the plants are disappearing from the bookshop. And no, so the into the bookshop, ones, thought, yeah, they're being taken to the uh Azirifel's yeah, bookshop. You said upstairs. taking them from the bookshop to the flat, to the, sorry, to the bookshop. Yeah. Cool, and they hiding upstairs where Crowley never goes. <laughs> so the only ones that are left are all the ones like inspired by the cactus because <laughs> 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 they're thriving under the pressure, right? They're oh. okay, they, they're resilient. Uh, Crowley is like fucking fuming because all of his plants are just disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone's just disappeared. He's like, a oh, the, how have they run away? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. I think I think he knows. know. Yeah. Um. Either way, he stalks across the room and he's glowering at them with his. Brandishing and the spray ball and saying, "Just to remember, one mistake is all it takes before it's all over." And he stops in front of the fucking cactus, and he just knows it. Like you, you better watch yourself. T- I'm the one who's in charge here, and you best remember that. You jabs his finger at the plant, yelps in pain, <laughs> "Ow!" <laughs> it says, nice. it, "On reflection, physically harassing a cactus is not the first time." It did.
0: Damn right. <laughs>
3: Oh <laughs> uh, fuck's sake! So Kral is like, okay, um, I I know, I know, that it's Azuraphale, uh, trying to get into my apartment and taking all the plants. So I'm gonna set up booby traps, and he sort of sets what? a little challenge for him. He's like, <laughs> like they're sat over dinner, and like, and Aziraphale is like, I'd like to give you one more chance to reconsider. <laughs> How I told you to be more like kinder to your plants, right? And he goes, I can't be kind, I'm a demon. You know, <laughs> I'm giving you one last chance before I take drastic measures. <laughs> and he's like, So it's you who's been taking them. Well, I think you'll find it's impossible to take any more of them, but my security has improved.
2: Ah, uh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And Zorophel's like, I think you'll be the one finding that after all this is. I always know how to thwart you, my love. Oh.
0: <laughs> See, this is relationship goals. You need that underhanded rivalry.
3: <laughs> so, um, he gets back into the apartment. He's like, I will not stand for this. They did not so much as quiver in fear. <laughs> His eyes fell to the cactus. It was there. Well, he was going to put a stop to this behaviour once and for all. He lifted the cactus. I do with rebellious plants. (laughs) I think it's time for a little demonstration. The the cactus. Oh mate, the cactus stood still, apparently unintimidated. The other plants seemed more worried. Kill the leader. Stop the revolution. (laughs) Cut off the head. The body with all fucking serious business. (laughs) Crowley carried the cactus away from their comrades. I've never empathized. The garbage disposal word. (laughs) The few left were trembled, but determinedly stood their ground. They had an ally who had come to <laughs> rescue them. See, it's all for nothing now. They, Azaraphale needs to get in there yeah. and rescue them tonight, right? God. <laughs> like, fucking... I hope the cactus Crowley is okay. To... <laughs> Crowley has just killed no. the leader of the revolution.
0: Shit.
1: I was hoping the he'd union be fine.
3: Is... <laughs> The union leader has just been sacked. The union is
1: busted.
0: <laughs> I will avenge you, cactuses. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay, so do <laughs> there is a fantastic description of how <laughs> Crowley has <laughs> set up his security.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: The flat looked like something from those spy films Crowley enjoyed so much. As Darrowful sighed at the si- at the scene before him cameras observed the area from every angle, but compared to everything else seemed reasonable. Trip wires, pressure <laughs> plates on the floor connected to an alarm system, a little rumba with a flamethrower oh. taped on it that patrolled the area, and to top it all off, Aziraphale rolled his eyes, laser beams crisscrossed the <laughs> Of course the they because did. Because of course they did. Yes.
0: Is Aziraphale like, <laughs> is he wearing like the Catherine Zeta-Jones style outfit to kind of like, break but in and dip around he,
3: the lasers. Like, he, apparently he's he's snapped his outfit and it's something uh, reminiscent of the love child of Indiana Jones and James oh, Bond. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that still but, works.
3: Yeah. He could miracle away all the booby and faces, but that <laughs> wouldn't... But he wouldn't dream of spoiling Crowley's fun like that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, so he's like... He's th- good at everything else, but like he as- he politely asks the lasers <laughs> to just let him scoop past, and the lasers the lasers are like because he's flattering them. The lasers are like, oh, you- oh, please me, and they shine a bit brighter in pride, and yeah, they just let him go. Aww. And then he like you know he's he stops to politely ask like swinging saw blades to like just miss them. And shit, and uh, you know he he gets to this fucking tank with all these sharks and shit, and he's like, uh, oh well, just, just, just don't mind me. <laughs> and the shark's like, yeah, whatever. You know, there's a he he can completely mimic Crowley's voice on the um, uh, the AI assistant he has. And so it's like, oh... Of course. It's like, oh, um... Tartan is stylish. (laughs) Processing. Voice match complete. You may proceed, Master Crowley.
0: (laughs) Of course that's his password.
3: (laughs) Thank you, dear Miss Google. And he's right.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Tartan is
3: stylish. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Let's see, what's he got? Oh, not just sharks, but crocodiles too. And piranhas. And spikes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, he's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he finally gets to the room with the plants and all of them are in fucking stone pedestals under plexiglass <laughs> cases. <laughs> and there's another Roomba there with like a fucking laser tape to its back <laughs> patrolling the room. I like, it's just... <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Oh, nice.
1: Uh, I like how he uses the uh, the... the- the angry Roomba with the laser on it to uh laser castle.
3: Yeah, he does. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he like he does the he does the, like the weight swap <laughs> with <laughs> with the plants <laughs> to make sure he doesn't set off any triggers underneath oh, the thing like Indiana Jones. Like he he was curious if a big ball was gonna come out of nowhere and fucking knock him dead, but he wasn't gonna do it, oh. so he just like fucking switches them round. It's so fucking funny. Buddy. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, next morning fucking Crowley thinks he's gonna have he's gonna come in and he's gonna find like a Xenophil trapped somewhere. <laughs> Unfortunately he walks through all of his traps. <laughs> so like he goes under the trip wires, he gets attacked by the lasers and then he's, like, the AI assistant and, like, he's he's breathing heavily. He's like, I need you to <gasps> open oh, this shit. door right now. Unfamiliar voice. Detected. <laughs> Initiating emergency <laughs> protocols. No, 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 no. Yeah, he gets set alight.
2: light
3: <laughs> And after a little while, like, he manages to get by again. He, he manages to get past the fucking uh, sea animals. Uh, then he... Finally, he finally gets to the pedestals that are now empty. <laughs> and it's just like, what the...
1: Yeah, oh, they've been shit. replaced
3: by the stubborn cacti. <laughs> <Yes>. that, like...
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> stu- More cacti. <laughs> <laughs> Legend.
3: <laughs> I take it you found my note. You mean this piece of paper that says, be nice to my plants I've left or else. <laughs> yes, I've read it. <laughs> and I reviewed the security footage. What I don't understand is... Why do you care so much about this? It never bothered you before. Oh, well, you know, I started paying more attention, I suppose, to the types of things you said to them. Types of things, well, like, grow better. That doesn't seem outlandish angel, apparently not. Things like, not good enough and have to be perfect, my dear. Things like, casting them out for any new floor. Yes,
1: and. <laughs> so after the crack comes the feels.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It Marling, does seem to be hurting. Adequate to me. I love you, and I won't throw you away. Oh <laughs> it is very sweet. But yeah, he goes. All right, I need to show you something. And so they meet up, and they go into the Bentley, yeah. <laughs> and they drive off. And it was a. I like, where the fuck is he taking me, right? And then they finally roll up to this cottage. And I was like, "Who else is this?" Uh it's it's ours, mine. Oh shit! What? Oh yeah, only if you want though. Oh, it's a lovely idea, but what's this got to do with your plants? And you go inside, and like, yeah, there's plants. The original cactus. Oh, thank God. Is there? He's fine. He
2: hasn't died.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was very invested in that union leader cactus.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. They're just... Uh... That's just
0: adorable. He just wanted to scare the others, yeah. run out of space to hide them all. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, he, he
3: just took it. A... Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm glad this had a happy also, ending. Yeah.
3: So you... Yeah, exactly. Is this not the ending you'd want out of an actual episode <laughs> of fucking season two instead of what yeah, we got? It, it
0: maybe season 3.
1: Thus, it. It, it turns out that Crowley's just got this nice little cottage on the south downs that he's been taking the plants mm-hmm. to take care of. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Oh. <Aww>. Oh bless. <laughs> Would that not have been so much better than
1: I forgive the, you.
0: <laughs> I live in hope that season 3 ah, huh? will be the will will give us a happy Crowley Aziraphale ending.
1: Yeah, the south downs cottage that they both deserve.
0: Yeah, soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Assuming their schedules line up. And David Tennant isn't kept in Doctor Who forever. Being wheeled out every time the fandom panics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quick, something familiar.
0: Quick, get Tennant back. (laughs) Maybe if we actually cloned him, this might help. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, this was great. It was.
1: It was lovely. I'd totally forgotten about the plant-threatening scene. In season one of Good Omens, oh, I'm glad I, to be reminded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just liked like the plants were still with him in season two. They were just in the Bentley. Bentley, yeah. because um,
1: he didn't have an yeah, cause he got either, kicked or, out of his he? house,
0: so he's like, right, <laughs> take the plants with me. Which to me implies he's quite soft on the plants. Yeah,
1: he's fond of them.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. But no. Uh, Thank you, sir, underscore bear. That was delightful.
0: I just keep thinking of that news article about that time a bear broke into someone's house and played a piano, and the headline was always just like, bear plays piano, not very good. (laughs) It 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 upset people, because it's like, bro, he's a bear, he's doing his best. (laughs) And, yeah. If a bear truly wrote this, I'm floored, because... Excellent work for a bear.
1: Yeah, one hundred. Well, and, well uh, excellent work for anybody, really. But excellent work for, for anyone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I judge this not by the standards of what bears can write, but what people can write. Yeah. And I think that's kind of high praise.
2: Hmm.
3: Have you? Are you finished digging yourself out? <laughs> no. Are you finished? Yeah, I am. You're fucking out. I don't... Yeah, lovely work. Ignore this idiot. <laughs> it was fantastic. I loved, I loved it. it too. Personally, would have sent this forward to it actually being an episode <laughs> of the new season. But hey, what can we do?
0: Just send this to Neil. Like this, if this isn't your ending,
3: Neil. Yeah, <laughs> Neil. Neil. Neil, I know you're listening. Come on now.
0: Uh, if you don't do this, we riot. What?
3: Why the fuck couldn't you have just given us this? This is all we wanted.
1: (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, Nick. What have you got for us? Just realised that I've posted it in the wrong place.
0: You did. I noticed that this morning.
1: Yeah, let me just do a thing. Um, Hang on, I will be with you in a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Cool, cool. Right, now it's in the right place. So, I have been... I've been reading Babe, I'm Sorry by Monty Navarro.
0: Okay. Ah, it's this one.
1: It's this one.
3: Oh my god, it's this
1: one. It's...
0: (laughs) I put this in the trailer for the episode that went up two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and I was going to find something more suited to my interests. Something with a... I.e. having a certain uh, 1930s luxury car... From a brand beginning with the same letter that Beelzebub begins with. Say it. (laughs) The Bentley.
0: (laughs) Bentley. Cool.
1: But no, I I read this and thought this is utterly batshit. This needs to be uh, brought into the public consciousness. Okay. So. Do it. This is uh, an Aziraphale and Crowley fic. It's crack-treated seriously. And I do like these two tags. This was just supposed to be a crack fake. Now there's plot and love confessions.
3: Followed by penetrative sex.
1: Yep, followed by penetrative sex. Uh, Okay, so this is set after the last episode of season two.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah, where the Metatron has shown up. They've had the kiss, uh, but Aziraphale has decided to go to heaven rather than stay stay with Crowley.
0: You're the only person of the three of us brave enough to confront post-season 2 content.
1: Really? Well, yeah. We've all yeah. been
0: firmly in denial. Be like, no, we, we live here for now until season 3 fixes it.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> Hang on,
3: I've just read the notes. <laughs> the notes are batshit. Please write the notes. Please read okay. the notes.
1: So, bit of background. I started into this and thought this might be a little bit of a fix-it fic, and then I realised, no, it isn't. It okay. absolutely isn't. The notes. In 2019, I wrote a fan fiction about Crowley getting fucked in minion crocs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I have returned in 2023 to write about Crowley wearing Shrek crocs to get a Zerofell to come back from heaven.
0: Or oh, Shrocks.
1: Or Shrocks trademark.
3: Oh, my God.
1: Mr. Michael Sheen, please do not read this. Or do, but never speak to anyone about it, thank you. Or do speak to people about it. At this point, I've written two separate fan fictions to do with Crocs, and honestly, I don't know what I'm doing at this point.
0: You're making art. <laughs> That's what's happening here. Yeah,
1: for anybody who doesn't know what Crocs are, they're like a weird sort of plastic cross between a shoe and a sandal.
0: And- Nick, I don't know if you've noticed this. There's only two fics on this profile.
1: and it's these two and it's these two
0: (laughs) so it's not just they've written two about crocs that's all they've written
1: it's just like right my work here is done
0: yeah no it's not keep going and keep it croc themed
1: yeah 100% 100%.
0: bring the crocs to other fandoms perhaps
1: (laughs) yeah especially the themed ones
0: Yeah, or at least do one for season 3 um, so we've had Minions, we've had Shrek. What else is kind of meme insufferable that will have a croc brand? Five Not Nights Shrek, I just Freddy's. don't like Minions. Yes, Five Nights at Freddy's crocs. <laughs> Fortnite crocs, probably.
1: Yeah, they'll exist out there somewhere, I'm sure. Um,
0: the B-movie crocs, I could see.
1: Stop, this is <laughs> Halloween. I'm, just, I'm putting Freddy's. ideas out there. Oh, oh boy. Stop, it's dangerous. <laughs>
0: Cars Crocs, there you go. Cars Crocs, yep, there it yeah. is. Yeah.
1: You could even have them shaped like Lightning McQueen. Yeah, stop. Lightning McQueen Crocs. Yeah, <laughs>
0: They say wow every time you stand. <laughs> oh. I'm done now.
1: Okay. So it begins, I'd like to read this first bit of the fic verbatim. Of course, it begins three months after the uh, the kiss and Crowley is despondently living in the bookshop. Three months, 17 days, nine hours, 43 minutes and 28 seconds. That's how long it had been since Aziraphale had gone off to heaven. In brackets, or super heaven, Mm -hmm. as Crowley privately called it, referencing one of his greatest (laughs) accomplishments.
0: I remember this from part one. Yeah, so... Crowley did supernatural.
1: Yeah, Crowley did turbo hell. There it is. You
0: magnificent bastard.
1: Um... Okay so yeah he's uh, he's pining he's down bad for uh, for a fell of course he's he sort of talks about the um, how at the end of season 1 they afterwards they'd fallen into like a friends with benefits uh, situation they were really in a relationship but they were banging and the sex was pretty the sex was really good so uh-huh. yeah and fast forward to the end of season 2 uh, he's over the whole blaming Aziraphale thing. He's no stranger to religious trauma. Uh, it was just that he had approximately six thousand years on Aziraphale on un- unpacking all of that. So, it turns out that Crowley has been trying to get into contact, but Aziraphale won't return his phone calls. Doesn't do emails. Doesn't even respond to prayer. So yeah, Crowley, ha- <laughs> Crowley has tried praying to Aziraphale oh, in the hope that he. Uh, That's something for oh, a demon.
0: <laughs>
3: Didn't yeah, burn this up. is it.
1: That is something for a for a demon. So uh, then it alludes to the previous uh, fic about the minion crocs. Aziraphale had thought his minion crocs were so dumb he might as well fuck the rest of Crowley's brain cells <laughs> out. But however, upon thinking back to this sort of time, Crowley has an idea, right? Our angel, our Aziraphale, it can be said that he does have a fashion sense.
3: Yeah. Right.
1: It's a little bit quirky. It's a little bit bit out there, a little bit old-fashioned. But a fashion sense is a fashion sense. And Crowley also knew that Heaven was planning to sort of do the second coming or something, you know, something of that ilk. So, and I'll read this line verbatim. Mm -hmm. Crowley had decided to combine fashion and blasphemy. Mm -hmm. These were things that he was good at, so it made sense to combine them. So basically what he does (laughs) is he finds a televangelist. Right, and convinces him to spread the good news that the second coming was soon to be upon them, and Jesus loved his followers most of all who were wearing Shrek Crocs, trademark, or Shrocks, Mm -hmm. trademark. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is lovely. It didn't entirely make sense getting the message around, but because Crowley assumed that anyone who listened to televangelists were already susceptible, uh, susceptible to messages that didn't quite make sense, it just sort of happened <laughs> that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, oh, Crowley, being the oh. um, you know being the demon that he is, the Shrocks are being sold in their millions, and even though Beelzebub's absconded from hell, leaving it in chaos, they've they send him a letter saying, "Yeah, well done, mate. That's." Um, <laughs> a, a blasphemy well done. Absolutely fantastic.
2: <laughs> yes. Hell is winning. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh Christ.
1: But this is it. So since, uh, since Crowley is, is kind of proud of this sort of little blasphemy that he's inflicted upon the world, he started wearing shrocks as a matter of pride.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: Whether he's wearing actual physical shrocks or whether he's just manifesting them around his feet, as, uh, as he can do.
3: He's just walking around like, yeah, it's me. I'm yeah. the Shrox guy. I, I did this. <laughs> a trophy.
1: Yeah, he's, he's quite proud of his little achievement here. Okay, so uh, it, it fast forwards to the present day. Uh, he's wandering around the bookshop, uh, sort of moving books around. Uh, it turns out that he's moving books around so that nobody can find what they were looking for. That way, if Aziraphale <laughs> does come back, Start he doesn't... Yeah, he, he doesn't have to get annoyed because his books have gone oh. missing because people have bought things like Oh no, that's adorable. Like that. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Muriel is still with Crowley, but they have left the shop to go out and experience Earth. You know, to find out the real humanity. It turns out they're just going and riding a bus for the first time. Oh, <laughs> which is adorable. That's very on brand for Muriel.
0: That's a thick in of itself.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Experiencing humanity through the medium of public transport.
0: Oh, not in London. You don't want to do that.
1: No, no. Like, public transport in London mm. is... It, it works, but it's terrifying.
0: Maybe do it elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Crowley is moving books. The Shrock's on his feet, sorry. Making that sort of weird sort of squitching sound that they make every time he moved. And he hears the, door, he hears the doorbell ring. And he's just about to go and argue with the customer who inevitably has, has come in. But who should be stood there but Aziraphale? Oh. It's worked. Oh, yeah. shit got him. It's <laughs> fucking
3: worked. You've committed an atrocity <laughs> to God. You're welcome,
2: babe.
1: <laughs> and, of course, first line out of fell's mouth, really, my dear, the fucking Crocs again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is it. I understand that you're a demon and that you love to cause chaos, even when it ends up inconveniencing you. But why the crocs, shrocks? Crowley interrupted. (laughs) (laughs) I do love this line. It stands for Shrek Crocs. You know, Shrek is love, Shrek is life, kind of thing. Thought it'd be funny if everyone decided Shrek was something of a stand-in for loving Jesus. We have read a fic like that.
3: Oh, my God. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so Aziraphale asks him outright, why have you gone to all all this trouble? Just to be funny. And it turns out Crowley did it because he wants Aziraphale's attention. And um, mm-hmm.
3: uh-huh.
1: Aziraphale's asking, well, why? Crowley thinks, well, I could lie or I could tell him what I'm really thinking. And he, he goes for telling Aziraphale what he really thinks. He's done running, he's done sort of like messing about and things like that you know and he says I miss you I miss hearing about the clever things you've done I miss drinking with you I miss napping on the couch while you read your newest book I miss just spending time with you driving the Bentley at 90 miles an hour in the middle of London isn't nearly as much fun if you're not in the passenger seat telling me to watch out for ped- uh, pedestrians and then he s- he fucks up a little bit and <laughs> says I miss my best friend Aww. and Aww. yeah feels like oh I'm just your best friend. Oh shit! Yeah. I was yeah. gonna
0: say they spelt husband wrong in this bit. Th- like, exactly. Sure.
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, of course, like Curly is less than impressed by Aziraphale's response to this. It's like, well, don't sound so excited about it. Obviously, you don't feel the same way since you fucked off to heaven. And then Aziraphale says, "Well, it's just I thought you kissed me. You said you wanted to spend the rest of your life with me. Doesn't that make us more than friends?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you there absolutely and um yeah crowley's like oh okay i i get where this is going now but at the end of the day aziraphale left and it turns out that aziraphale left because he knew that crowley didn't want to go to heaven but by the same token the metatron said they were planning the second coming and it's like right i cannot in good conscience leave them alone to do this because they will fuck something up for us Mm. Mm. and he thought that it would make things safer for the both of them if he just went to heaven and sorted it out on his terms. So he left to protect Crowley at the end of the day. Mm. Um. So let's have a look. And fell sort of detailing uh, what was going on. Uh, I've been trying to change things up in heaven, trying to get them to understand that maybe poverty isn't ineffably wonderful, and we should be trying <laughs> to make that? things more even, So, which isn't going well, of course. They blame Aziraphale for Gabriel and Beelzebub absconding, and um, yeah, he's not entirely sure why the Metatron thinks he's he would be a good fit for this uh, for this particular role.
0: Yeah, I sense fuckery mm. in that. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll find out next season.
1: That's it. There absolutely was, but we'll uh, we'll see. So I sense fuckery. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't think of a better way to phrase that.
1: Yeah, that's probably the best we're going to get. Of course. Aziraphale's going on and saying, I mean, Gabriel left because he was in love with Beelzebub, and I'm in love with you, so I really don't see how... But by this point, Crowley has just stopped listening. He has focused on three little words, and he didn't really care what Aziraphale was saying about going to heaven and trying to sort it out and things like that. He just wants Aziraphale to say that he loves him again. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Say it again. Say what again? Say you're in love with me again, and... Then Aziraphale leans in, says, Crowley, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with the fact that you think gluing coins to the sidewalk is demonic activity.
3: (laughs) It is, I mean. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and he he goes on, and I love you because you came up with the most outrageous way to get my attention. (laughs) And then leans in and kisses Crowley. And, um, yeah, basically... (laughs) It g- it goes on. It turns out Xerophyl was working I'm on a way to come back, and <laughs>
0: I've scrolled down. This thick is fucking whiplash.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, we're getting to that. We will get to that. Like don't I worry. almost
0: forgot what we were reading.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're getting to that.
0: Okay, good.
1: I really like this bit. Your blasphemous acts just gave me the proper excuse I needed to come back to Earth. After all, heaven can hardly say no to the supreme archangel going to stop major acts of blasphemy. And then Crowley's like, "And how do you plan to stop my blasphemous acts, mighty Supreme Archangel?" And then wah, they, wah,
0: wah. <laughs>
1: then they pound. And then they, pa-
0: <laughs> but no, we need to go into more detail about pounding. No, we the are pounding. going into more detail Good. about Good. <laughs> <pounding. laughs> Good.
3: The shrocks stay on because don't this
0: they? is. <laughs> This is 2,000 words of some of the most romantic shit we've covered at this point. Yep. And then there's there's a U-turn.
1: There is. There is. Oh my god, i am just read it. <laughs> It's like... The fucking
3: caps. What's written in all caps? Yeah, so... They do bring up an interesting <laughs> question, though.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> so basically, while they are pounding, um, there's a sort of squitching sound every time a thrusts. <laughs> and oh. and it turns it turns <laughs> out the Crowley is still wearing the shrocks. <laughs> why the fuck are Crowley, you Crowley my dear <laughs> yes Angel,
3: why the fuck are you wearing the shrocks?
0: <laughs> well, I figured since they brought us back together they should be included in some way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, this line. Hey, hang on. He shook his hand fondly. Go on. Yep.
1: The Shrocks aren't any sexier than your previous Crocs. They do bring up an inc- an interesting question, though. Oh, what's that? And then in capitals, what are you doing in my swamp?
3: Hang,
0: hang on, Nick. It's-, <laughs> it's...
3: Crowley roared, adopting a Scottish accent.
0: What are you doing <laughs> in my swamp? <laughs> It
3: <laughs> I I think anyone else would have killed the mood dead it? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: hang on wait h- no 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 we can't let that slide Grace are you saying if David Tennant yelled what are you doing in my swamp mid sex with you you'd be okay with it
3: I think I'd be <laughs> frightened yeah like I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> like chuck him out of bed completely, <laughs> but we'd have to like take a take a twenty minute break. You'd have to stop. <laughs> about what the fuck was Cause, that? Because because
0: you just said it wouldn't kill the mood, and it would. <laughs> it okay, absolutely good. Would. I just wanted clarification on that.
3: <laughs> I said it would. You okay. heard? Wouldn't. Oh, I
0: see. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. You. <laughs> Pro tip for, for anyone out there who wants sex advice. No Shrek impressions.
3: Unless your partner is really into that. Yeah, unless you you have
0: specified that your safe word is what are you doing in my swamp? (laughs) Just don't. (laughs) I feel like I've spent an hour watching Love Actually, Pride and Prejudice. Like something deeply romantic and beautiful. And then someone has walked in, changed the channel, and... (laughs) Put on an episode of SpongeBob.
1: This is the thing. It's um, I wouldn't say it's even a a one hundred and eighty degree flip. It's a three hundred and sixty degree flip because it starts with crack. It, it does, does its yeah. Relationship stuff. It ends with crack as well.
0: Okay, in that case, yeah. It's like I started out. I sat down to watch SpongeBob. After ten minutes, someone puts on Pride and Prejudice, and it's heartwarming and beautiful, and Colin Firth's making me cry. And then we're just back into Spongebob again.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) I will mention the end of this.
0: Of course, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself.
1: Very few people knew what was going on inside the old antique bookshop in Soho. However, there is a young man, perhaps in his 30s, who could sense the overwhelming amount of love coming from the two beings that have been refreshed for thousands of years. (laughs) I think that this is, because this guy is wearing shrocks as well, um, I think this is Adam, all grown up.
2: Um. The young
1: man left the angel and the demon to it, confident that the shrocks would create an even stronger bond between the two that would oh, allow yeah. them to save the world again.
0: Yeah, that adds up.
1: So yeah, we get to see Adam again, and he's wearing shrocks.
0: I, I could believe that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame because I was until you said young, I was I was really hoping Metatron was just stood there wearing shrocks, like <laughs> ah. All according to plan. All
1: according to the ineffable plan. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm just upset there's only two comments.
0: There there will be more soon yeah, from us.
1: There 100% needs to be
0: more. Oh, oh they've got a knack for just <laughs> making it really weird out of nowhere. God,
1: even even the co- right. Like, even the fucking comments. I, I just need to read this. Okay. So this is a comment. This is what the only comment left. I just want you to know that I hate that you went through with this because why is <laughs> why it good? Is it so good? And no, then the author, why is it good? the author, <laughs> the author has replied and put, "It's really more that the Crocs, be their minion or Shrek, right through me and they needed to tell this story." Wow. Crocs, okay. <laughs> Themed Crocs, Eldritch Horrors. Yeah, 100%. I mean they always
0: have been, but.
1: Oh. Um Honestly, Thank this you, was this was both dreadful and uplifting in equal measures, <laughs> I think. <laughs> like
0: I don't know how they drew me in like that. I know. Like, like we knew going in it was gonna be weird croc sex. But somehow we got distracted just by how overblown and romantic this is. And I, it, I just want to detail just, and then it blindsided me completely. He went, oh, wait, croc sex. <laughs> I forgot why we're here.
1: I Yeah, I just want to detail my thought process uh, going through this. And oh, I'm dear. like, I looked at the tags and I looked at the first few paragraphs and I thought, ha-ha, this is going to be hilarious. And then it got surprisingly heartfelt and I thought, maybe this is a fix-it fic. Maybe this is how I want season three to open. <laughs> and then it got to the last bit and I'm like, no, nah, never mind.
0: Neil, I know you're still listening. Don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) This is not how I want season 3 to end. (laughs) Though saying that, how funny would it be if someone in props or something just got a minion... Oh, sorry, a Shrek croc. Just into a scene somewhere. Uh, mm. Just as, like, a nod. It's just sat there on a shelf somewhere in, like, in heaven or something, and... Everyone's just like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Neil read the Shrock
1: fic. This... Oh my God! <laughs> they to... know. So, I'm doing a uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of research here. Okay. Okay. So, if you want an authentic pair of Shrek notes, I don't. They range in price from about forty quid to two hundred and seventy quid.
0: That's too much.
1: <laughs> however, however, if your budget does not uh, s- does not stretch to uh, forty to t- uh, to two hundred and seventy quid. You can modify your current pair of Crocs <laughs> with a pair of Shrek's ears. $9. I... Ninety-five from a certain <laughs> oh um, from a certain online retailer whose name I will not mention.
0: No, I don't want to do that, <laughs> <laughs> but I would like David Tennant to do that and just put one in a scene somewhere, just as a nod to, uh, to this.
1: That's... Yeah, I'm... That, My God. This was... This was an affront to God.
0: This was a roller coaster I didn't expect to go on.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Thank you. Both Nick for going back into this in further detail. And thank you, Monty Navarro.
1: Yeah, thank you, Monty Navarro. Actually, for...
0: no. Hold on. No. Thank you, Monty Navarro's Crocs, who wrote this through Monty <laughs> Navarro. Because... As as Monty said themselves, they didn't write this. <laughs> it was the Crocs.
1: Yeah, the Crocs that did it. Yeah. Oh boy. But seriously,
0: thank you. Wonderful fuck.
1: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> My neck now aches from the whiplash, but yeah, it's a good ache. Oof.
2: yeah.
3: My jaw is in bits from smiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, oh, it's so bizarre. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's wrap things up. What have we learned today?
1: Oh, oh boy. Um... What? What? How can you ask <laughs> that? Because
0: I do it every day. It's my duty.
3: What can we say? Um, we we know that season two didn't have to wait to end the way it did mm-hmm. after reading all these, fix that have. <laughs> Loads better. (laughs) Are you calling out
0: Neil Gaiman here?
3: Neil, let's be real. Can I call you Neil? I'm calling you Neil. Neil, just look. Give us what we want. Life is compared to these authors. You are a
0: talentless hack. (laughs) How could you? (laughs) No, that was harsh. I I (laughs) apologise. Season two was good.
3: I, it was just deeply upsetting. I learned... We don't deserve to be deeply upset.
0: <laughs> Nick, what have you learned?
1: I learned, get yourself a significant other who is willing to go to the lengths that Crowley goes to to win you back.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's romance right there.
3: What, commit blasphemy?
0: <laughs> Start a religion around shoes.
1: <laughs> <Jews. laughs> Cursed shoes. So
3: blasphemous, mm. heaven's office has no choice <laughs> but to come to you personally yeah. and ask you to stop.
1: Oh. <laughs> so blasphemous yep. you get a visit from heaven's cease the, and desist department. The
0: second most powerful <laughs> being in heaven. Yep. Possibly third. We still don't quite know what God's doing. <laughs> we'll descend to smite you for putting... Sh- Shrocks all over the world. Politely
3: ask you to stop. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It sounded like some smiting was going on in that last chapter.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, true, true.
0: Smiting with his flaming sword.
1: Yep, yeah, his flaming pork sword. That's There's, the there one. Be a cream for that, if it's flaming. Oh, I hope there.
0: <laughs> well, he. Yeah, I was, I was going to make a joke about his sword of fire that he stands over the gate with, but you guys can write that yourselves. Okay. Seriously, what do you actually realistically want to see in season three? This,
3: not the <laughs> not the <Shocks>. fucking <laughs> But if it has to be done, it has to be done. <laughs> if it, if I had to choose between like season three having a happy ending or like a reason for him to come back and then for all the cute fixes. That we also read to like take place afterwards. <laughs> sure.
0: Are you are you hoping for a fake out on the ending of season two where it's just it's just a Fell and Curly hanging out in London again?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, like
0: the first five minutes it's like, babe, I'm back, rejected the job. And then it's just <laughs> six episodes of them just hanging out. Maybe lift a couple of scripts from black books and just do that. But with a Zeref and Crowley instead.
2: If
3: I, I mean, sure, yeah, I'd be happy. I'd fucking enough. watch that. I'd watch that. I'd be happy. I want to see the plants back. I want, I want to see want, the cactus. I want the, I want. Yeah, I want to see the cactus. I want to see the fluffy roommate stuff
0: mm-hmm. happening
3: and all the boyfriend stuff happening. I don't want drama.
0: Okay, here's an actual prediction for season three of Good Omens. I think we're gonna get fluffy roommate shit. However. It's all going to be flashbacks. Oh yeah. No. It's gonna be the historical shit. And then it'll be fluffier than the last two seasons. And then it'll just cut back to David Tennant alone in a bookshop yeah. with the lights off with a bottle of wine. That's my that's my actual prediction.
3: To be Thank fair. Are you fucking there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, I do want to see Messi break up Crowley though. Hundred percent.
3: I mean, all right, yeah, alright, sure, we all see our demon boy depressed okay. a bit, but like, that's not...
0: If we didn't get demonic breakup Crowley at this point, I'd feel cheated, you know? Hmm. Like, they've set it up at this point. I would rather he wasn't sad, don't get me wrong, but now that he is sad, they may as well go for messy breakup Crowley.
1: I, I do hmm. want to see him drunk out of his mind, sat in a bar, like, Talk, talking to somebody who has no idea oh. what the fuck we're on about. We've, been, we've built the universe together and we've been we've been with each other for 6,000 years and okay. I never told him and, you know. So I realise... just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got a real talent for exaggeration.
0: So I realise there is no interaction between these two fandoms but I would lose my shit if Good Omen Season 3 opened with Baka Mitai from Yakuza <laughs> sung by David Tennant, and his sad photo is a picture of Aziraphale, <laughs> oh, and it's just a shot-for-shot no. shot remake of the Back of Me Time music video, but with David Tennant singing in Japanese inexplicably, and, and then it just cuts to the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, please, please, Neil, play Yakuza first so you get the significance.
2: <laughs> oh, shut up.
0: And then, <laughs> then just make Good Omens season three just a bunch of Yakuza sub-stories.
1: Oh fantastic.
0: <laughs> I also want to see more Gabriel. I want to know what they're up to in season three. I realise kind of their story's done now, but
3: See, I I'm not entirely sure if they if they ran away together or because they broke the rules, it turns out they had actually been
0: Ooh. gotten rid of you Ooh. think they were punished
3: I think because like the the penalty they said was to be removed from like memory and time and reality oh, altogether, so they would have never existed
0: oh I hadn't so thought of that. is
3: that why no one makes a fucking fuss when they go because they've completely forgotten them I hope not because they never existed
0: no I. I mean it's possible but I'd be very sad if that were the case.
3: Because, like, you're messing with God here, and God is all powerful. To yeah, be but God's fair.
0: God's nice, at least in this. This is turning into a very heavy oh, conversation. Oh,
3: oh, hang on, <laughs> hang on, mate. Did you, I like.
0: Right. It's so. Part two difficult. of this podcast is God no. benevolent? Yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're done with the fix, we're on to big talk. Big
1: talk. So,
3: is God good, or is it good because God says it is? Discuss.
0: <laughs> I feel like the good omens God is somewhat benevolent.
3: I mean, yeah, season one's God was just like, who knows? Season two, God was like, probably a bit of a dick, but who knows? <laughs> uh, you're just saying that mankind.
0: because of the breakup.
3: No, I'm talking about like when, like testing, um, oh, like book the a job. Old Testament yeah.
0: shit. Okay. Valid.
1: Well, it yeah. could be that for the most part they are benevolent, but sometimes you'll know yourself. Sometimes <laughs> you've just got to go and get drunk. You've got to go out and you've got to buy the cat. You've got to, I don't know, book a holiday and just fuck off somewhere for two weeks, just out of the blue.
0: I can't believe we're ending on is God benevolent?
2: (laughs) Like
3: (laughs) It's close territory to be fair. I know
0: we take this show places sometimes, but solving once and for (laughs) all if God is benevolent is probably a bit much for us.
3: I'm not paid enough for this. We are not qualified enough for this. (laughs) We're not (laughs) qualified
0: Ah, that's where you're wrong. Joining us our special guest, the Pope. (laughs) All the way from the Vatican. I
3: did. Alright, guy. I did philosophy and theology for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just, just want to say, (laughs) but it doesn't really matter.
1: I, I swear to fucking God, if you managed to bring the Pope on just as I'd spent the past half an hour talking about an angel from heaven being so perturbed by some by some crocs. If he came down and fucked a demon in the ass, I I, I would quit on the spot. If it's any consolation. I'm terribly sorry, Your Holiness. I'm not doing this shit anymore.
0: Hang on, let me pull something up. I have a story to tell you. Okay, so. I happen to know this isn't the weirdest thing the Pope has been exposed to. So, there is... It's customary when you meet the Pope, you're supposed to present them a gift relevant to what you do.
1: Okay. Mm. Right.
0: And are you? Have you guys heard of a YouTuber called Matt Pat? No.
1: Y- vaguely, yeah. The name rings. Yeah, he's
0: that. he's a vague one for me. He does videos about games and things and like the lore of them. He met the Pope about seven years ago now, and you know what he presented the Pope with?
1: Um, I don't know. A body pillow.
0: A copy of Undertale.
1: Wow, okay.
0: This means the Pope has a copy of Undertale.
1: Do you think the Pope has the means to play this?
0: Oh, probably. I mean, you can put it on. It's a PC game. Any laptop will run it.
3: Mm. I don't believe for a second he's had the time to play it.
0: But imagine a world where he did. And imagine a world where he googled Undertale and found out (laughs) all of the stuff that goes on in the Undertale fandom.
2: This is
3: You do realise that this is the same Pope that accidentally was liking some woman yeah. wearing next to nothing on the see, Vatican's account. I did see that.
0: And first of all, I don't believe that was the Pope on his own Instagram account. I'd forgotten about that. Hey, she was a very attractive lady. Like, good on him.
3: Yeah, just like, oh, dear. She was just dressing up as schoolgirls and shit. I was like,
1: "Oh my god." Okay,
0: bit <laughs> not the most wholesome thing the Pope could like, but. Uh...
1: So, not content with combining blasphemy with fashion, we're going to combine blasphemy with blasphemy, are we now?
0: <sighs> See, Nick, we You're already welcome. used that joke in uh, the first episode.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going.
1: I mean, she, she looks
0: nice. I've, I've, I've looked at the picture now.
1: Well, the Pope does, want...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, hey. The, Pope was was
1: the Pope tapping, yeah.
0: if, if that ass is nice enough for the Pope, who are we to judge?
3: <laughs> Technically, by the Pope, as, like, Catholic law goes, he's ineffable.
0: Yeah, it's papal infallibility. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, this this is a nice ass. The Pope has said so.
3: It's like, by by God's representative on Earth, this is the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And I want to know what the Vatican's response was. (laughs) Because they clearly put out an official statement. (laughs) Uh, Vatican asks Instagram how it was possible the Pope's account likes a photo of the Brazilian model. (laughs) (laughs) So that was... (laughs) Their response was like, how did this happen, Instagram? So, uh, you probably pressed the button. It's like,
1: you probably pressed the button, (laughs) don't pin this on us. (laughs)
0: The model replied, at least I'm going to
1: heaven. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) At least I'm going to heaven.
0: Ah, okay, the actual response. Bear in mind, this came out uh, 2020. Yeah. The Pope is not like Donald Trump. He doesn't sit around using his phone or computer to tweet day to day. He does occasionally approve the tweets, but not the likes. Someone else is responsible for actual liking.
1: Right, so it's one of his more hornier members of staff.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The Pope has been absolved from liking this.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a relief.
0: I mean, not for her, she was probably quite chuffed to get the blessing of the Pope. (laughs) But alas. Oh. Oh boy. Okay, I think we've blasphemed enough for one year.
1: Yep, 100%. We are definitely going to hell, so...
0: (laughs) For once, it's because of us, not because of the fix we've read.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. This has been fun. Thank you for listening, anyone who made it this far. And, yeah, join us next time. Probably the Christmas special next. I don't know what we're doing yet. We're going to figure that out in the next two weeks. So, thank you. Have fun. If you're enjoying the show, uh, best way to support us, tell your friends, spread the word. Uh, And yeah. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and Tumblr for the most part. There is a TikTok and a LinkedIn and a Twitter. I have largely abandoned them (laughs) because I don't like any of those platforms.
1: Fair enough.
0: Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Join us next time. Good Good night.
1: Good night.